After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. This is Evans Journal coming to you live on March 25, 2007. Looks like it's been four months since the last one, so I guess you could call that procrastination uh, or just kind of lame. In actuality, I've been sick the last, like, I got had a fever and I thought it was strep throat just last week, and then I think the whole month of January just about, I was I was out of it too, but... That's not really a good excuse, so I won't make any more excuses. Anyways, just wanted to update you folks on everything that's going on right now in the whole greater good world and all that. Um, greater Good TV, as you, as some of you know, launched on January 20th this year. Uh, we had the first show with Vicky Caetano, who's the president and CEO of United Laundry Services, and she's also the former first lady, and we've done... I believe 16 or 17 recordings for TV so far. The exciting thing about it is that the Nielsen ratings just came out and Greater Good TV for the time slot on Saturday at 4.30 is now number one. And I, it was a pretty definitive number one. I mean, it's not American Idol and all that, but, you know, pretty good so far. Uh, feedback has been really good. Viewership, I think, has been has been good. So... That seems to be moving along slowly. I mean, uh, very well. Slowly, when I'm when I'm saying slowly, it's TV is a whole different animal for us because the recording process just takes so long. I mean, when we do the radio piece, we can go into the studio, even when we're recording video in the studio, and we can do two in the afternoon, sometimes even three if we schedule it properly. And that's what we did last June. Um, everything that we do is pre-recorded and we we never do anything live so some of the things that that people are hearing now if it's on the radio were recorded could be a year even a year and a half ago um but the tv from about 12 30 or so to about 2 45 you can only have one person because of makeup and lighting and audio and all that it's just kind of an amazing amount of effort that has to go into it Plus, you have all these these uh, people on staff that are needed, whereas in the radio, you don't really need them. So it's a it's a different beast, I guess. It's um, a new challenge, and it's it's definitely much greater uh, reach. So if you haven't seen any of that, you can check it out on greatergoodtelevision.com. There's a few of them that we put online. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Um, one interview that we did. Recently, it was last week, was at Konishki's. Konishki, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a, a local-born uh, Samoan guy from Hawaii, born in the west side, which is Makaha, Nanakuli area. And he event at 18 years old, he went off to Japan to join uh, the Sumo Wrestling Association and eventually became a world-famous sumo wrestler. So 
Interesting thing about Konishiki is that when you, you think, oh, maybe he's just a sumo wrestler, but he's a huge celebrity in Japan. He's got a restaurant. He's got a music recording business. He has set, I think, something like eight um, albums of his own music, uh, music albums. He does 150 speaking engagements uh, or like singing engagements every year as well as commercials and all that. So he's really a, an interesting guy. We went to his, his house out there in uh, Waianae area. And for those of you who have not been to Waianae, Waianae in, in Hawaii is kind of a mixed bag. It's, there's some, it's, it's, sometimes it gets a bad rap because it, you know, it's, a lot of it is, is a little bit of a lower income. So, you know, you always hear, why ain't I? And you think, you don't, you don't think of the kind of house that we, we went to. I mean, when you see this house on, on the TV, when, once it's launched, it's, it's an enormous, this thing is enormous. I mean, he's, you walk in and he's got this life-size statue of himself uh, when he was sumo wrestling. And that statue was when he was about 650, 700 pounds. So it's, I mean, and the guy himself is enormous, but it's a really interesting interview. A lot, uh, kind of gives it a little bit of a different twist from a guy who started out, you know, from the from Y and I ended up becoming a sumo wrestler. Now is a pretty successful entrepreneur. Uh, along with him, we've got a number of another number of interesting interviews coming up. The Senator Inouye one was was absolutely fascinating. Founder of MySpace, and we've got a slew of people coming up for um to finish up the year it is a bit um it has been a bit tiring for us because we've just been going around the clock learning something it's kind of funny right because then people go oh yeah you're you're the guys from the radio but when you think about it we're really not because radio was so new for us i mean it's still kind of new so now when they say oh yeah you guys are the ones from tv it's kind of funny to me because we've only been on tv for a couple of months and we're still scrap uh, you know grounding and scraping just trying to figure out what what it is that we're doing uh when you see it it looks good but behind the scenes and stuff you know we're scrambling to make sure we can you know do do as best as we can i know that for a lot of you folks out there that have businesses that's exactly you know how it is right it's like you have this outside perception and then you have the internal reality and at, in actuality a lot of times for most businesses the internal reality is fairly good. It's just that the outside perception of what people think is is way different, or it could even be switched. So, you know, that's that's an, something else entirely unto itself. We're working on a project right now with the U, uh, University of Hawaii MBA students to try to figure out what events we should start offering. We've got a slew of um, resources now because we've done something like what 130, 140 uh, interviews with the top. Uh, business people in town and top uh, community leaders a lot of um, them have been mentioning to us that they want to start engaging kind of the next generation of leadership but they want to leave it up to us in terms of um, setting that up and determining what the offering is going to be so that's what we're trying to figure out right now with this group you know what kind of offerings are we going to have are we going to have conferences are going to be seminars are they going to be small group situations are they retreat type situations you know at these events, are they going to be speaking? Is it going to be breakout sessions? Is it going to be uh, speed mentoring? Is it going to be you know small group? What what is it that is going to add the most value, so that you know we can all develop together? And that's another project that we're working on. Keep you updated on that. <laughs> Who knows if when the next journal is coming? So you know, 
by the next one it may already be done. Good news for us, um, we were nominated for the SBA, which is a Small Business Association of the United States, for their Small Business Journalists of the Year, which we are proud to say that we won. We won that for the state of Hawaii, as well as Region 9, which includes Hawaii, Washington, California, Arizona, Guam, and American Samoa. We're still waiting on the national one, and that's all hush-hush, nobody says anything, but we, <clears throat> we're really waiting on that one because if for the subcategories like this one, if you win the national award, then you get to go up to D.C., and the award is presented by the President of the United States. So, of course, that's you know a thrill for anybody. But the problem with that is that as we get closer to the date, the f airfare is starting to get jacked up. I mean, we're going to have to pay a couple grand just to, per person to fly up there, and it's going to start getting expensive, real expensive. So hopefully they just tell us either yes or no so we can move on with things and just do, you know, things that we need to get done. Um, last week, it was either last week or the week before, um, I was just notified that I um, won the HPU, which is Hawaii Pacific University's Young Alumni Award. So that one is another um, exciting thing going on for, for, I guess, me and my family. And both of the awards locally, the HPU one and the SBA one, will have award ceremonies at the end of April on the same date, so we're looking forward to that. Last night was my um, brother-in-law's wedding, which I was the MC at, and that was kind of a tricky one because normally I like to crack a lot of jokes, and especially I, I prefer roasting the um, person if I'm doing the, uh, you know, speech or whatever it may be, but I was told by my father-in-law well in advance, said, you know, don't do, don't do this, don't do that, keep it, you know, don't say this kind of stuff, don't say that. So I was all thrown off because it's like, well, okay, it's not going to be too funny. Um, and although after, you know, the whole thing was said and done and everyone says, you know, everyone always tells you, right, oh, good job or so on. But I don't think I did that good of a job, personally. It, it was fine and all, like, you know, mechanically fine. But it just wasn't it wasn't that funny to me. The best man speech was good, but I think my job that I did was not so hot. And that's going to bother me for a while. Um, other than that, the wedding was really nice. And the food was really good. It was at the Hawaii Prince Hotel. And, yeah, the menu was, was excellent for a wedding. Deadlines. This is an interesting one. My, I've been trying to collect these pictures for a while because we have the Gritty Good book coming out, right? And um, in the book, there are are quotes, and with the quotes, the people in the quotes were putting their childhood pictures in there because it's just a lot more interesting to look at than seeing people now. Anyways, it's been a absolute chore trying to get these things because some people they don't have them or they got to go find them or whatever it may be and I'm not that good at the detail stuff right so Carrie had helped me making the phone calls and she set deadlines on everything she said I need these things in one week and it's kind of amazing because for I was go I've been trying to get some of these pictures for months months 
and once you set these deadlines, boom, they all came in. Not all of them, but a good handful of them. And she told me, she said, you got to set the deadline. So I've been playing around with this uh, deadline thing with, in my own my own uh, mind, I guess you want to call it. I've been reading um, the book Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. It's kind of right next to my bed. It's that humongous book. Um study on on success and so on and it's all about your mind you know and how how you think that's what that whole thing you know that secret the secret that dvd and and whatever else it is i i saw it recently is about how your mind thinks but setting deadlines is pretty important especially when you're setting goals so that's what i'm doing right now i've, I've set some personal goals and i've set some pretty aggressive deadlines on it and i'm constantly um, i'll if I get it, I'll tell you. If I don't get it, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, last but not least, offshoring. Interesting because I've been helping um, two companies recently that provide offshoring or outsourcing um, of uh, you know employees and, and so on. So the basically the way that this works is your business needs, let's say, tech workers, or your business needs engineers or architects or whatever it um, may need. If those people can reside in another office, they can reside in another country. And if you don't think that this is happening to smaller size companies, you think you better think again because everybody is starting to do this. It's pretty amazing at what how this whole industry is working, especially when the back office um, or the you know, the business processing business process outsourcing and all that kind of stuff that's going on in India and China and Vietnam is absolutely booming and I I personally don't understand how small companies you know that that um, have a lot of competition utilizing this aren't doing it at least to some um, capacity especially when it's impossible just about impossible to find workers here right now I mean if we had an overabundance of workers that would be a different story but when your unemployment is at 2% which is you know everybody got a job at that point I mean even people I, I always you know this may not sound politically correct but people on ice have jobs right now you know only it seems that only people who don't want to work aren't working at that point you don't have any more capacity so then what do you do? How can you grow? You know, how do you keep how do you um control your cost? I think the out offshoring is is not just the you know, the kind of the newer thing, but it's it's going to be the way that business is done. It's just it's just too efficient. It's the same way that, you know, instead of doing everything by hand, you now have a computer. That it's people's business models are going to change. So anyways, uh two of my friends have um companies that offer this and the way that it works is you need let's say a engineer right a civil engineer so what they'll do is they'll go out and they'll recruit that civil engineer and, and find a find a bunch of um uh prospects and resumes dude okay someone got the phone so they'll find a bunch of prospects and resumes for you and then once you decide hey uh you go through the interview process um, and you decide, hey, uh, this is the one I want, then that comp the company will provide workspace for them, um, give them, you know, provide their salary and their insurance and all their benefits and their work environment and everything, but that's your dedicated worker. So you communicate with them by VoIP, 
which is just a regular phone line. You dial a local number and you, you get them and you talk to them. Or um, you can go by instant message or Skype or any of those things. And a lot of the things that we're doing, we're doing it offshore. I mean, it's, it was an experiment initially, but there's no possible way that we could do what we're doing now if we tried to do everything domestically. And a lot of that has to do with cost, but a lot of that has to do with the um, uh, talent. And, you know, initially when we were looking at it, I looked at it because I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to save a lot of money. And uh, at that point for the project that we're working on, you know, this is a great good thing. We didn't have a lot of money going into it, so we needed to save money. But as I'm going now, I'm realizing that, you know what, the guys that I'm working with are better than other people that I've worked with here domestically. So at that point then, you know, what what is left for people here? And I think what's left is an incredible opportunity to start changing the way that um, that we're doing things. And what I mean by that is that if we can stop getting bogged down by a lot of the taskmaster, a lot of the um, repetitive task type things, and start adding value into the value, you know, adding value to our clients and our um, you know our prospects and so on, that's really what it's about. You know, that's the things that cannot be outsourced. I mean, how do you outsource the human relationship part? How do you outsource, um, you know, the business development? I mean, that's that's kind of hard. And that's where I think that we should be spending a lot of our time, especially if we're running companies, right? If we're running companies, and let's give, give an example here. Like, uh, let's call it an accountant, right? So an accountant now is doing a ton of their own work. Let's say they have some office staff to, to you know, to handle some of the, um, the uh, you know, taskmaster based um, stuff. But what if they could have much more efficiencies in terms of their their capacity and that they could now spend their time on helping their clients with, you know, tax advantaged type investment opportunities, um, helping them on building business, introducing them to other people, helping them develop revenue. You know, these things could have major implications on their business and allow them to grow. And a lot of it is by changing their model by integrating and offshoring. Does that mean that every single employee is going to be not in this country? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of up to you, right? But it's an option. It's definitely an option, and that's definitely where the the market is moving. So I don't know. Whatever your thoughts are on that, let me, if, if you guys got comments, let me know. You can email me or call me. And if you are interested in looking at this type of a situation and want my um, feedback on it or whatever, then just let me know. I think we're going to start offering something on our um, sites soon so that we can help people uh, get more familiarized with this and um, help them so their businesses can grow. Okay, that's about it for today. I will talk to you folks next time. Hopefully we'll have some more good news for you and enjoy your weekend.